Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. With me, I have the fellas, John Lane, no, Trey don't. Ely, and oh, I was going to say, we're, we're down one again because... Well, Take a I, guess. I, I told Trey I was gonna I was gonna out him, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm, not gonna I'm not gonna out him. Uh, Jay Hill's out on injured reserve again. He is <laughs> actually Anthony Davis. He's legit Anthony Davis to this show. Kyrie Irving, man. Kyrie. Well, it's Kyrie. Yeah, because because it, it was okay. I get it because it was related. He's not to, here. Fine, fine. He's not here. Um, this is the podcast where we are artists. Except he's vaccinated. <laughs> We're artists and musicians who love to talk sports, and we're going to get right into it uh, with the local news. Bradley Bill officially signs a five-year, $251 million deal with no clay, uh, a trade clause. It's it's the first contract in a long time with the There's actual no official out. no <laughs> trade clause. Mm-hmm. Um, will Bill go down as a D.C. legend the same way that Zimmerman is with the Nets? Oh, I said it's Jay, but he ain't here. So, Trey? No, they got to win a championship <laughs> for that to happen. True. Will they in five years? No. Not with the lineup they got now. Mm. But in five years? What if they mm. get a lineup? What if they get a squad? How old will Bill be in five years? 34? Good question. How old is he? I don't even know how old he is. He got to be like at least 27. Or 29. Yeah, 20, 27, 28. I okay. mean, yeah, five years, he'll be mid-30s, so... I mean, yeah, realistically, season, like players don't really get into that playoff caliber type of playing until they get past 30 anyway. Like, usually the people who are younger, they have a more mature bench or roster that's helping them get into the, the playoffs. And I mean, like, Kobe was in his 20s when he got his first chip, right? But Shaq wasn't. Well, yeah, that's true. So, you know. Yeah, but... Michael I mean, Jordan I just... didn't get his first chip till he was almost... He, he, was, he was over 30. Yeah, he was. Yes, but I think about team makeup, what? and I feel like I feel like um, Bill is a nice number two on the championship team. But we didn't lock him up. They didn't up. pay him like one. <laughs> exactly. Right. So I, I don't – I think that we have committed to mediocrity for the foreseeable future. Well, you felt like that for the last two years, so. I've been right. <laughs> All right. Well, no John, argument there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we're committed to mediocrity here in Washington yeah. with the Wizards. Yeah, that's um, a lot of money, man. How much is that a guarantee? I think it's uh, it's like forty forty percent, for a little over forty percent guarantee. Um, almost. Wait, what? 
almost in the NBA, most money's guaranteed, right? Yeah, it's something like that. It's like almost half. Good lord, that's like half. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. I mean, that's how that's that's how NBA but, contracts are. But that's not really negotiated. That's already in their in their collective bargaining agreement. They, yeah, I get they, it. That they don't have to, you know, like football players getting guaranteed money is a big deal because it's not it's not a uh, given. In this case, it's NBA contracts, so that money is going to be what it's going to be. Ooh, that's. That's a lot of money to get somebody that. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is what it says when you read it. It says, Bill signed a five-year, $251 million contract with the Washington Wizards, including a $251 million guarantee. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, yeah, that's all right? guaranteed. $50 million to... a year. I... I... I struggle to say because I, I don't want to come off as knocking Bill because I think he's a great player. Bill's but, 29. But, okay. I mean, it's just making a fair assessment of him with what he does and his uh, skill set, like what he brings to a team. He's not a LeBron or a Steph. He's not that guy no, that's going all. to take. Like, you got to have that guy. Yeah. And so, and that's not to say that he's – I'm not saying it from that he's not good a good player. It's just there's a certain factor, and maybe it's that, that, that it factor or the X factor or whatever, the thing that, that, you, that you don't always can put in words. But there's got to be a guy, and he's not – I don't think he's the A guy. I think he's the B guy, and I think he can do it. I just think that he needs, like, the other guy. And uh, and but we don't but know who that other guy is. They don't right? have him yet. And we're paying him. and they're on our payroll. We're paying him like he's that a guy, and then we're paying all these role players like the Kuzmas of the world like they're the B guy. Like so, we don't have no room to bring in nobody. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at his contract, if you look at the contracts that he's signed since he's been in the league, um, the 2016 to 20, he got he signed. That was his first max. It's crazy how much the max jumped and basically, what, this is five years because it went from 127 to 251. That's insane. And let me give you an example, like, right? Look at the Suns, right? The Phoenix Suns. They are, as far as talent-wise and star-wise, they should be able to go to the finals and compete for a championship. They've struggled. But who is the guy for them? And then when you ask that question, you go, well, I, because when it comes time for somebody to be the guy, we, we can't figure out who he is. Well, that should lead up to the next. Is it Booker? Uh, is it Chris the, Paul? The, is it uh, the next thing on the list? So I think we're setting ourselves up to be at best like that, to wither out right before, you know, we, <laughs> we, have, we have to. We have to make a move, man. <laughs> He's so frustrated. We don't have the guy. I mean, and and I'm trying to say that without it being a knock on Bill, because that's not my intent. It's not a knock. I, I think he knows that too. Bill is who he needs to be. Like yeah. Bill is fine. And Bill's gonna. Bill's agents, more importantly, going to take advantage of the CBA that's going on right now. Like you can't fault him for being the player that he is and his agents being able to take advantage of that in the in the CBA um, that's going on right now. That's not Bill's fault. Like, for example, compare Bill to prime Clay, like Clay before he was injured. Yeah. 
Relatively, mm. yeah, about the same, right? Yep. Uh, but uh, Clay wait, had wait, stuff. wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Clay has stuff, but Clay was also putting up like, what? Well, you know what? You absolutely. So right. if I'm you not, make the sure. argument that Clay yeah. is stronger than Bill, you're making my point even more. I think Clay was stronger than Bill at it. Okay, but you make but yeah. Clay has Steph as his as his a right. guy. Clay is I'm saying like too. Bill needs. You got Batman and Robin. I got it. A Steph. Bill is Robin, bro. I mean, he's he's a great Rob. Like he's not a bad player, but he needs his Steph. He needs is a Batman. He'll never be Nightwing. Basically, what you're saying, he'll never be Nightwing. Yeah, <laughs> he won't branch out on his own and eventually become Batman. He can't do that. Okay, I got it. Um, and it's just not fair to him. I don't want to dog him because it's not right. But it's not fair to him, man. With, it's not with, right. The best thing we had was Wall and Bill, and Wall was the alpha dog in that situation. He was. And imagine if. Well, well, if Wall would have stayed here, Bill wouldn't be getting that contract. That'd be that'd be Wall's contract. That's that's true. I mean, Wall got the contract. He did. He did. But that but situation Wall was, was weird here, too. They paid. If Wall Bill, was still here, Bill wouldn't have the numbers that he put up the last two, three seasons. That got him the contract true. that he got right now. Right. Like he was second in it's, the scoring yeah, title. Yeah, I mean, so like he was the he was a killer on an empty team, which he killed. Don't, I mean, I don't want to take nothing from him, but did he kill last year? He was no. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he did. Was, uh, not you like so? the year before. Yeah, last year before was was he was oh, up for the scoring title. He got hurt. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, got yeah, hurt yeah. last year. Right. He. Yeah, he was, last year. He was dropping buckets in a vacuum, right? So his numbers are based on that. If he was on the team that he needed to be on, then he would be the player that he needed to be. Which it's just so basically, if you put uh, if you put Bill on the Warriors, Bill is Clay, and Clay comes here, they're interchangeable at that point. I mean, give it minus the injuries and things that have happened. Yeah, yeah take the I injuries mean, out of the, it. Like just just yeah. just have it yeah. be like the player for player. Yeah. All right. Well, all right, let's move on to the next subject. <laughs> uh, what is the NBA draft? Is it coming up? Oh, next year. This is next, next year. Next year. Okay. What? Um, uh, should the Wizards trade up next year and go after, I don't want to say his name wrong, Victor Wendbanyama? Wait, the draft just happened last No, we're talking next about next year. year next year. I said 2023. Year. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's like year one. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen this guy? I have not seen him play. I mean, he he's like. He's I'm looking like at his stats. Name. Like he's. Uh, they don't want Davis. You talking about Davis? No, no. Victor Wimbanyama. Wimbanyama. He's from France. They're they're calling him uh, thinner, less agile Giannis, but they think that uh, two or three years into the agile. NBA, he could be just as good as Giannis. He's he's seven two and he plays. Uh, I think he plays a four. Yeah, he definitely plays small. He, they said they had him said a small forward on here. He's a, they said small forward. He's not a small forward. I'm like, <laughs> what? Um, he can play. He can play both the four and the five. But he's he can ball, man, and he's very good defensively. See, here's my thing about players that are that that big, seven two, like you give him like well, five or six years, and then you're going to be thinking about, about his Giannis? knees. Giannis ain't seven two. What is he? Six eight? It's like six ten. Is he? Okay, close enough. Yeah. But seven when it's like oh seven feet and over at that weight? Mm. Like he's hundred and seventy pounds? How remember how skinny Giannis was when he came into the league? And he bulked up. 
He did. He did. Um, but that's. I think you of... need to worry more about a guy who's built like Zion and plays like Zion. Yeah, uh, Giannis Zion is six eleven. Yeah, so a few inches. Yeah, it's kind of the same. Three, three or four inches, give or take. Um, you know, I'm I'm interested. You know, if if he's coming in and he's playing, or if he's if he's the thing about balling out in Euroleague like that, like that's a that's a high level of competition right there. Right, like, it's a I very mean, high you, level you look competition. Luka Doncic, yeah. you, you look at um, uh, Nikola Jokic. Like I so, think this kid, I think this kid. If I'm Tommy Shepard, I'm looking to get out of mediocrity, and I'm willing to trade a couple of first rounders to to get this kid because you bulk the kid up, you get him in the NBA for like two to three years. By year five, I really think you can compare him to Giannis. Just if you just look at his highlights, I mean, he's not, you know, I, I think athleticism wise, can he I mean, shoot? You, he can shoot very well. There's a there's a dope uh, shot of him doing a fadeaway uh, on the baseline near the three point corner, and he just like whopped it in. <laughs> it's it pretty dope. <laughs> you know, you know, it's uh, players like this. They they do kind of scare me, but. He, for what I'm looking at, they got him playing five a lot. Like, you know, he's listed nine at five, like he's three, four, but mm. they got him playing five. And I think um, at his weight, he couldn't play five in the NBA. No, 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 no. Not, no, not, not as a rookie. Hell no. But can he, if he can handle the ball, you know, he could, yeah, I, 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 I mean, can see him as a solid four. Yeah, I mean, you have Chris Epps, Porzingis, and Daniel Gafford at the five. So that that would be pretty much set for him to play the four position. Mm. Um, and with those two big men down there, and you got a 7-2 forward who, who can play defense, both, like at least Daniel Gaff can play defense, and Chris Stops is more of an offensive guy, and you have another guy who can do both. Like, to me, that just sounds like a recipe for success. I'm thinking like Twin Towers out of here. Well, not, not Twin Towers, but, you know, like the Twin Towers in San Antonio. You know, with... Yeah. Uh, Robinson and um, Robinson Duncan. and yeah. I mean, yeah, it worked out for them. <laughs> what, what would you? you what would you give up? Then Tony Parker was not. He wasn't the uh, Finals MVP at all in those championships. I mean, he was like Bradley Beal. What would you give up though to get him? I I would trade up. I would give up definitely a first rounder in the. In the 2024 draft, and probably a second round in 2025, plus a couple of players. Maybe actually one player, two picks like and gonna, a player. It's gonna be like Kuzma. <laughs> it might have to be. Oh man! But I think it would be worth it, man. I mean, I'm just looking at this kid and his highlight reel. I mean, he's very strong defensively, and he can put up those long ball shots, which is something that we struggle at all the time. All we do is try to shoot threes. We don't ever try to go for the buckets. And he can get to the rim. He can shoot 20-footers. He don't even have to jump the dunk on people. That's crazy. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. I mean, neither does Porzingis or Gafford. But. All right, Trey. You got any thoughts, man? You, you over there, you must be looking at the highlights. I'm, I'm going over the draft list, just saying, looking at different players. 
Yeah, because we drafted Yannick and Zosa, and yeah. he was the second round pick. Who's top? Who's top five in in the next year's draft? Next year? Oh, I'm looking at this year. Next year. Oh, boy, hold on. We said 2023. Zosa is six ten. 195 pounds. Um, I'm guessing he's a four. He would play. He would play. Coming off the bench. Wimbanyama. Wimbanyama. He's from the Congo. Yannick and Zosa is. He's from the Congo. But I don't know. I didn't see his highlights. And I didn't get a whole lot of promising things from him. So, I don't know. We're already we're already kind of like looking past this year, which is kind of sad. <laughs> Just like I mean, we have to. There's yeah. nothing this year. <laughs> there is nothing this year. Now we do drafted. We think John, um, do we think Johnny Davis makes an impact this year? Not really. No, bro. Our draft picks. Think about it. If we can go back several years, ain't none man. of them made a. When was the last draft pick we had that made an impact? Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. 2020, uh, 2010. Dude, Denny, I mean, he's okay, but he's not, oh, he's not ready yet. Yeah. Roy, Rui, he's okay. Oh, he, he's getting there, he's not, but he's not ready yet. I mean, Tony Bryant, Kispert? he would, he would, uh, Kispert, well, we didn't, uh, but he would get we there. We didn't draft, we didn't draft Thomas Bryant, but he but gone Corey anyway. Kispert, <laughs> yeah, he's gone too, but Corey Kispert, I mean, like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't get that pick at all, a first rounder. We're At still waiting all. for Otto Porter to pan out. Oh wait, he just won a championship. He pan, he panned out like shit. Dude. Uh, he, <laughs> he, a, he, a, he just won a championship. Yeah, that is yeah. the rebirth of Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them they look like, like he, twins. Yeah, that that that's one of those that's hundred. Very scary. That's one of those hundred Will that we put out. Is real father. That's one of them thousand. Yeah, yeah that's one of them. That's one. Of, I said that's one of the hundred. That's one of them oh, right there. God. It was our a thousand, father. Right? Thousand, He's, right? Will Chamberlain I thought, was I our father. Ten thousand, yeah, a thousand, or ten thousand? Ah, no, I think it's a thousand. Yeah, well, ten thousand kids. Oh, I thought it was no, women. no, no, women. I was just oh, saying women. women. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Will Chamberlain's our father. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Uh, wait, where's my okay? Uh, all right. So we all saw the images uh, this past week of the fires at RFK. Let's um. <laughs> A Let's new Zimmerman has been chosen. <laughs> what you say? The tweet said a new Zimmerman has been chosen. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that was good. That uh, was good. Anybody have any conspiracy theories about it? Go, please. Uh, I think they are. Some somebody is trying to get in the way of a stadium happening at RFK. I thought someone, they just had a cookout that went bad. I thought I thought someone was trying to accelerate the opportunity to have a, a stadium there. <laughs> I think somebody. Oh, we got to tear down RFK now. Might as well buy something, <laughs> like, build something new. We got some strange fires coming out here. We can't build anything here. Well, if it's gone, you can't. You can't. You can build on the grounds unless they out there burning bodies. That's well. Hey, we don't know what's under there. <laughs> Whoa. Was it a cemetery before they built the stadium? <laughs> was it? Uh-oh. That's a conspiracy. Wow. <laughs> built the stadium over all the dead cowboys' bodies. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. But that's not good. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. 
I don't have any real conspiracy uh, theories. I just that's maybe, my only conspiracy theory. Maybe it was Bowser. Maybe she did it. <laughs> <laughs> she was. I mean, she, she was burning the SOS. She was trying to save it would make sense. Save our stadium. Wants, he wants a stadium there. That's what I'm saying. She had an SOS going. It was like smoke signals. <laughs> <laughs> SOS. <laughs> Yeah. You know what's crazy? I saw um I saw Vincent Gray today, former mayor today. What was he doing here? Yo, he he spoke he spoke before me at an event. <laughs> That's the bald headed light skin dude. <laughs> well he not bald, he got the he got mm, the slick back. Bald, yeah. yeah. But the former mayor was a guest speaker at an event before me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just thought about that. They I maybe he got me too. He, something happened with him. I think he got me too. I think something definitely happened with him. I don't remember what it yeah, was. Yeah, because he vanished. Oh, he vanished today too. Oh, <laughs> he, he gave his speech and disappeared. Damn. Maybe wow. he was at the stadium. Well, he. I think. Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I could have sworn that he got me too, but maybe not. Uh, he's a, he's a council member now, so he's he's still involved in politics. Well, he don't know anything else. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And the way they were talking about him, like he's on a couple of boards, and um, I, you know, I don't know what he's actually doing. I just know, yeah, he's he's the Ward Seven Council member. Okay. By the way, you heard about uh, Leon Harris? The uh, oh uh, yeah, he got didn't he get some time? Yeah, he did. He did do time. I think he's out now. But for the DUI, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? It wasn't his first, yeah, it wasn't his first one. Uh. I think it was his third, second or third. Yeah, he just he just lost re-election. He didn't. I don't know if anything happened. Well, we'll see. Okay, he lost. Maybe. He lost I to Mario Bowser. Of somebody else. I'm thinking of somebody else. Oh, maybe not. Let's see if he had any scandal. I'm looking. I'm looking it up. I don't. I don't see. He, he didn't there. have the any scandal, scandal like. He, he didn't have it, any scandal like the other one. Leon Jackson. The only scandal that I see is it's not even a scandal, but there was like some investigation into his campaign funding and stuff uh, back in 2010. That happens. Yeah, well, he he didn't properly report funds that was raised in the campaign. He didn't That's smoke any crack though, so he's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He sold some. No, no. Wow. wow. He sold it to Barry. Wow. He's like, I'm gonna get this nigga out of here. <laughs> watch, <laughs> watch this. He's like, oh man, he's maybe that's who oh, set him up for real, man. We know where those funds came from. Uh, drug <laughs> money. <laughs> he said he's supposed to pay for drug money. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We know where those folks came. Uh, When we come back, we'll have more explosive things. We'll be back. What's up, people? It's your boy, Jay Hill. Just want to let you know where to find us. On Facebook and Instagram at Sports and Things. S-P-O-R-T-Z underscore and underscore T-H-I-N-G-Z. And on Twitter at Is Sports. Capital I, capital Z, S P O R T Z. Yeah, we got a little creative with it. So now you can follow us, you can subscribe, you can spread the word. Thanks. Now back to this episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get right into our next segment. Uh, the family of Demarius Thomas says he had CTE. Is enough being done to address the situation? Uh, well, the obvious answer is no, because um, that's a player from the more recent era that was impacted. Um, but, you know, 
I don't know how to say this because it's going to come back to no. I mean, the, you can see that the effort is there, right? The NFL is, is the NFL is really doing things to try to change the rules and putting different things in place to try to try to reduce uh, the head injury, you know, different types of, of, of penalties, different types of changes to kickoffs, what have you. But it's, you know, the, they say the proof is in the pudding. Obviously, the results, I don't think, are enough. I think they're better. I think it's better than it was. Uh, it's hard to measure, but we certainly yeah, don't yeah. see as many players getting slammed on their head as we yeah. used to. But it's still not enough, man. I mean, Demarius Thomas was a wide receiver. I mean, what can be done? Like what? If you're Roger Goodell, what do you? They have yeah. rules to protect defensive receivers, defenseless receivers, all that kind of stuff. But um, that contact, I don't know if you can do anything. I mean, the nature of the sport is yeah. collision. It's a gladiator sport. It's the it's one of the only gladiator yeah. sports we have besides hockey. But in hockey, do they have as many CTE cases? No. Not at all. Hockey doesn't make the same type of contact to football. I mean, they make some, but I mean, not they fight, football I mean, there's, there's, fist, there's fist fighting, but the way that they fist fight is not like boxing. Um, it's not, I mean, they do make contact, but it's very rare. They don't slam people down on the ice. Yeah. Uh, they they make board people up against the boards. Um, and they do have uh, penalties and suspensions for uh, boarding a defenseless player. Um which I think has cut down quite a bit because you got to remember back in the 70s, they played ice hockey with no helmets. Sure. Um, and Allie's former roommate, her dad was a member of the New York Rangers at that time. And he has major CTE. Like he's got a lot of like uh, post-traumatic issues. Wow. So um, I think the NHL definitely did a lot to help the players, giving them proper headgear uh setting some some ground rules and Im- implementing suspensions for a player who might do certain things like what Tom Wilson does <laughs> you know and that that could that could be that 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 could be very critical for teams because if you lose a certain player that's a good defenseman you could lose a series so i think that's that's sort of what I think Roger Goodell has to start doing is start issuing suspensions to players who are hitting other players, you know, who are defenseless. But, but, but this is over time, though. Football. This is over yeah, time, I, right? My thing about football is I don't even know. I mean, with the penalties and the enforcement that they're doing now, I don't think it's just dirty hits that's getting these people. Um, because football is a contact first sport. Like hockey, contact it's definitely a part of the game. It happens. I get that. But football is like contact first. Like you Yeah, that's like contact, contact stops the play. play. It stops the play. It starts the play. Yeah. I mean But they're res- also they're also th- these receivers are blocking on run plays. I mean, there's they're getting, everybody's getting banged around the whole game. Yeah, but they're also taught to tackle a certain way. Like I remember hearing an interview of a college kid who said that his college coach, he was a defensive uh was a, he was a linebacker. And his college coach would tell all the linebackers and all the secondary, if that if that man is not injured by the end of the game, you haven't done your job. 
He's, he's like, I want those boys. I want those boys injured. I don't want them. I want them to be out like four to six weeks. I want you to slam them down. Like they're literally telling these kids to <laughs> well, they, commit murder on the field. What they do I is mean, they, shoot, they teach them to, to Greg not. Williams was paying players to put yes, people out the game. Greg Williams yeah. was one of them. They teach the players to not rap. It's, you know, when you when you come up in Pee Wee and all that stuff, they teach you to wrap up when you tackle, like wrap up, hit contact, and wrap. So that's how you you get the tackle down. And they they unteach that when you get to like college level, you know. Yeah, they like, teach you to lead with your shoulder, lead, lead with your shoulder, lead with your yeah. helmet. But <laughs> also, but but even with all, aside from all that, there is the um, the the incidental contact that's still going to happen. Sure, you're bang! You're yeah, you can't fall, get You that. hit the ground. Sure, I mean it, it happens. People in shoe you, bang. I mean, like it's you're moving really fast and running into things and people. Yeah, you There's, can't avoid it. So, you can't avoid certain things. Yeah, sure. so even if you eliminated all of the dirty hits, all of them, you still got hits. You still got the ground. You still have, and they're playing. Football is played in the winter time, fall and winter. You're hitting yeah. an ice cold ground in a lot of states. I mean, you just there's. There's just so much. It's only um, so much you can do, collision. even with the technology, with the helmets that they're doing now, and they've been doing for like the last 15 years. It's still collision, and your brain's gonna get shaken up in that. Exactly. Um, I don't. I think the the what they could do, or what they should be doing, and what I know what they had to get charged with doing was post playing for players, and players who do have. Because you know the thing about it, even in like wrestling, I know I know wrestling is a little different because. Those wrestlers that wrestle professionally, they they're basically contractors. They don't have any health insurance. Mm, mm, yeah. Um, but yeah. in the NFL, they have health insurance up, up until the time they retire. And then I know the um the union has been fighting the last couple of years to get them universal health care for after yeah. they retire. Um they should that's the way that you can fight that, that you know, combat that, like get these players the help in the health care that they need to deal with post-traumatic CTE, you know, it's like, it's, that seems like a no-brainer. And it seems like it would cost the NFL a lot of money to do it, you know. Yeah, they got the know, money. You <laughs> they notice, do, they, for sure. You notice it has to do with the positions they play, too. You don't hear about quarterbacks having CTE. Oh, they're protecting the shit out of quarterbacks, though. Yeah, quarterbacks don't even <laughs> but, but even not protect, they're just the nature of their job. They're not, That's true. They're not making that yeah. type of contract. Yeah, R- running and backs, think about it. Linebackers. It's not just protected. You've got several defensive players that have been reported with CTE. Yeah, running yeah. backs. You, you making the contact too, and yeah, you running backs, and linebackers, whatever. cornerbacks, wide receivers. Yeah, maybe tight ends. Linebackers definitely. Yeah, these are the players that make the most contact. You know, here's the crazy thing: you don't hear a lot about offensive linemen with CTE, but I think it's because the speeds. nature of their contact is different. It's the way. Yeah, yeah. they're not they're not charging high speed. Not, they're yeah. not moving fast. Well, yeah. For the most part, some of them guys do run. I mean, I, I don't want to take nothing from. Yeah, the guys but like I mean, a running back, is, a running back on an offensive lineman is hands first. Yeah, you know what I mean? and then you talking about a running back coming from across the yeah. field at the, full speed. The number one injury on on an offensive lineman is like on on their legs and knees because when they get taken yeah, down, yeah, because it's big boys pushing each other them. back and yeah. forth. Is yeah. yeah, there isn't there isn't that high speed. It's the players that I think the CTE really impacts the players that are running fast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's like... On <laughs> like both boxes. sides of the ball. Boxers getting their head rocked. If you fight 12 rounds and you're getting hit in the head for 12 rounds, like oh, imagine yeah. somebody running towards you, hitting your body, and then hitting you or in the head. Or you running and throwing your body. Same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. So, you know. 
Um, all right. Well, well, we'll see what happens with um, the NFL and what Roger Goodell does. I'm optimistic to say that hopefully in the next two to three years, they'll do something about universal health care for the retired players. It yeah. just doesn't seem to make any sense to have universal health care for players in the league, but not to take care of the players after they leave the league. And they're giving so much. I mean, they give so much of themselves physically to the game. You should take care of these players after they retire. It's not like it's a bunch of them. It's, you know, like the NFL is a very small, like, uh, fraternity of, of people in the yep. grand scheme of things. Like, a lot of players don't, you know, a lot of people don't. But you got 60 players on the team at one given time? Yeah. That's not a lot of people every year. And then most of those guys play three or four years before they retire anyway, but before they get, you know, they're out of the league. So the players that play, I mean, Thomas played how many years? At least 10? He was there for a while, yeah. He played at least 10 years. Like, that's a player that should be taken care of, should have been taken care of. Um, and that's just that's just how I see it, you know. Because he gave a lot of his, his youth and a lot of his physical attributes to the game. And for him to, like, not be taken care of after he retired, it just doesn't seem fair. I mean, so I'm, I'm, uh, here's the question. And it's for you two, really, because I'm a father of two girls, so I don't really have, I, I, not even really, I don't have this thought. What are your thoughts about your sons playing football and going pursuing football professionally and, you know, this course? I mean, do you um, have concerns? Tell them, hey, man, do something with your mind instead of playing this sport. I don't. My son ain't playing before he's a teenager. Hmm. Like there won't be no peewee contact, nothing. Like I, I can't. Like it's too, no, that won't happen. Like you can do flag football, cause I think I think that the elements to the game that that teach you life lessons too. Well, so, and, well, and and you brought up a good point because these guys that had CTE, we don't know what point they got CTE. They might have developed this college, high, high school, school? Yeah. way before the NFL. It might not even be the NFL that caused the problem. I because the Aaron Hernandez was a case of CTE. He wasn't in the league that long. He was young. Yeah. But he was going through stuff when he was in college, bro. Like you, If you watch the documentary, yeah, he, he was, was. He so was already he, there. He probably had CTE when he was in high school. That's what I'm saying. It's possible. Yeah. So my, my thing is... So it might not even be the NFL that's the problem. It, NFL, NFL just has a platform. Sport. Yeah, it's a sport. NFL just has a, the, the broader platform. I don't think that any kid before 16, 17 should be playing full contact football. I wish, I mean, not wish. I, I, well, I do wish I remembered somebody said, and it might have been my father. It was somebody said that, you know, give it a, a generation and the fo football as we know it won't exist anymore because what's happening is, the awareness is happening about all this. And I'm telling you, it's different now. When I was, when we were kids, you know, being pushed to play football is one thing. But now with the information that I now have, if I had a son, I'd kind of look at him and be like, yeah, football ain't for us, son. You I was know? pushed and to play I, football. I, 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 like, I, I, I love watching it. I but, disagree with that. I, I, don't think, yeah. I don't think football will, I don't think football will ever die. Only it makes because, too much money. Uh, first off, it's 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 a money maker, and, and people want to play. All those all those billionaires are going to do whatever they can 
to pay these young kids to come in out of high school, skip college. Well, fair enough. The risk, and, and think the about risk it. is the, they are adequately compensated for the risk. Yeah, I and will if say you, that. If you even, watch, though it's, even though it's bad, they are paid to the point where it's like, well, I'll take the chance. Well, no, yeah, kind of. But at the same time, if you watch all these clips on social media, all these kids at football camp that these players are hosting these football camps, that that's a telltale that the sport ain't going away anytime soon because yeah. everybody's there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, John, you play football, right? I played football for one year. Um, but to, to answer your question, Trey, uh, if I if one of my kids or both of my kids decide they want to play football, I'm not going to discourage them. I think I will probably have them wait. Like Dennis, I'll probably have them wait a little bit until – they're well into their teens, maybe 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I started when I was 14 and I uh, ended when I was 15. But I think the important thing <laughs> is for them. 14 and I ended when I was 15. <laughs> yeah, that was it. No CTE for me. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> um, but I think the important thing is for them to have an understanding of what CTE is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if a lot of these kids like Junior Seau and Demarius mm-hmm. Thomas, if they had the education of knowing. Definitely. What CTE was, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean. And now that we have a lot more uh, information on it, I think these kids, especially these young kids in these peewee leagues, they need to know what it is and why it exists, so yeah. that they can understand. If they want to continue to play football, they need to understand that there are certain rules that have been implemented to keep players safe. Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, uh, and CTE is one of one of many injuries that you can get from playing sports, right? Sure. It's it's a big yeah. one, and it's it's a big one that's been developing over the years. But I listened to a um, a dude tell a story about how he tore his ACL, and his 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 junior year in high school, he was a top prospect coming out of um out of Florida, and then the next year he tore his ACL, his MCL, his meniscus. He tore everything else. Like was it Robert said, Griffin the third? No, no, no. It was a, it was a <laughs> lineman. And he was like, when the doctor opened up his knee, he said, the doctor said it looked like noodles in his knee. He was like, wow. I knew then that my football career was over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are other injuries, but the, the I think the thing about CTE is is all the stress it's causing people because you have cases CTE like Junior Seau. Brain, bro. And you have cases Man, that's like... Long-term. It's your brain. Yeah, it's your brain. So like, It's your brain. You know, it's... it's so you have people that are suicidal, yeah. Or oh, then you have a case like Demarius Thomas, where he just has a seizure. He's had seizures, and yeah. you know it, it actually hurt him physically. So you got the you got the mental health aspect of banging around the place where your mind lives. I know one of my sons is not going to be in the sports, so I'm good there. The other one, I'm pretty sure he's going to want to play sports. So. My, my son wants to play basketball, so you know. Oh. There's injuries no, my, there too. I think my son wants to do gymnastics, man, because he's always jumping on our bed doing somersaults and car wheels and shit. Yeah, my um, oldest daughter is into gymnastics. That's right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of doing jumps, uh, Baker Mayfield gets traded <laughs> to the Panthers. How long until Rivera trades wins for Baker? <laughs> uh, so. so <laughs> I, I like to say that's right because he's a Carolina Panther now. I corrected John there though. He never played for Rivera, so Rivera doesn't want him. He wants well, he's his a Panther, Carolina though. Panthers. But he's, he's a Panther. Panther. I mean, there's some there's certain he wants, that he, he wants traded his old that. players. But Rivera Trash. traded for Panthers that he never that he he never uh, played with. 
Or that you, never if you were the cat, he, really? he wants you I back. I thought he got all his old players. <laughs> no, the uh, nah. they just got an offensive lineman that was, I think it's, he's in his fourth year, third third year maybe, third year. I don't think he was oh. under Rivera. He do just you wants think, Panthers. Do you think that um, Mayfield starts in um, North Carolina? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, of he's going to start. Yeah, Sam Darnold didn't prove shit. The he's, question is, does Watson did. start in Cleveland? I'm sorry, Sam Darnold did prove shit. He proved he was shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be the first person to say that I was the one that wanted Sam Darnold to come I to thought DC. he was going to be good. I thought the Jets were I the thought problem so and not him. Yeah, I thought Sam yeah, Darnold They offloaded was, that nightmare quickly. I was dead no, no, but, but Dennis, you asked the wrong question. The, the question really is, um, is uh, Deshaun Watson going to start in Cleveland? <laughs> not well, this year. Yeah, it's not looking like he's going to start this year. Uh, I I would actually be interested to see if he actually plays. I, okay, I I think all? That, yeah, think he, I think he gets a six to eight game suspension. Really? They're asking for a season, bro. I know what they're asking yeah. for. They're but they're asking, asking for a season. They're asking six so, to eight. I give him six That's, to eight. Remember, they gave Tom Brady four games. For Deflate Gate, yeah, you think they're gonna give Deshaun Watson six to eight? Yeah, I give him, I give him eight. That's a good point. So they gave Ooh. Tom Brady four games for deflating his balls once. Pause. <laughs> Deshaun Watson allegedly <laughs> deflated think... his about at least sixty-six times. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> I, think, I think Giselle deflated Tom's balls. Oh, That's well. hilarious. Yeah. That's the title. <laughs> but more importantly, he he's cleaning up his mess, right? Uh, well, his 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 lawyers are cleaning up his mess. Yeah, they paid him a lot of money, and he produces a lot for the sport. Well, he did before he got benched, and you know, he was a star player, and they paid him like he's going to be a star player in the future. So, yeah, but I, remember what Jay Hill said? No, he's never on the episodes. podcast. I don't know what he said. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, about 15 years ago when he was last on the podcast, uh, Jay Hill said that uh, the contract for Deshaun Watson, he believes, also included some sort of format of we're going to give you this contract knowing that you're not going to play in your first year. Like a clause so in his contract? Have, yeah, like so there's an option if they want, there's an option to let him go. He'll still void, get his guarantee, yeah. but if he gets suspended, then it's up to Cleveland's it's up to Cleveland to say after that first year, they can say you gotta bounce. They still yeah. have to give him his guarantee, but his guarantee is two hundred and thirty million dollars. Well, I know, but he don't gotta be there. You, you know, guaranteed money. I don't believe is guaranteed if you're suspended. Like if you're no, 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 suspended, no, 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 no. you don't get paid. I think it is. If he gets, if he, if they, if they back out of his contract, his contract is fully guaranteed. Because I that do, was that that was. I don't I, believe guaranteed money includes suspension. I think suspension cuts everything off. No, no, no. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I don't. Think He's it's guaranteed that money regardless. They 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 gave him the contract as a suspended player. Even if he's Bill Cosby, well, he wasn't he, suspended yet. Yeah, he's he's not he's not he's not the guy. Like he's it's a legend. 
it's all it's all alleged at this point. Like, right. Even if even if he's convicted, like OJ, it's a civil suit. It's not a criminal suit. Mm. Everything's civil at this point. That's, this is like he true. said, she said at this point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, no, it's more like she said, she said. But well, continue. She said, she said, she said, she said. <laughs> she said, she, 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 and she, and she. <laughs> but the point is, like, they gave him that money and they gave him that contract amidst all of the, the allegations. So they weren't concerned about that. That's what boggles my run. mind. That's what I don't understand. Is I don't understand it either. Why didn't, they, why didn't they put in their contract, and I think Jay Hill mentioned this too, that if they were smart, they would have put in their contract that if he is convicted or if the league decides to suspend him for the first year, that he shouldn't get that full guarantee. I don't see, yeah, I don't see why you, should, you wouldn't have language specific to this issue in the contract. I mean, right. there's precedent for it. I mean, right. you can, if you're sitting at the table talking, you can't be like, you don't understand why we're concerned about this. I mean, if well, there's no they, problem with this, then they said, they we're said, all in for you. But apparent, with this apparently issue, they even, said their, even lawyers, with this, their lawyers apparently went through the entire investigation. And once they realized it was more of a civil case instead of a criminal case, they thought it would. The, the, they didn't think that they needed to add anything else into his clause. Which if is they, the stupidest yeah. thing that I've ever but, heard. But, but they At haven't the seen the day, how the NFL's been treating this whole player conduct thing, you know, conduct detrimental to the league's image think, or whatever. Think about it like can, this, though. The reality of it is, if he gets suspended for a year, he plays next year. That's still four years on a five-year contract that you get value out of the player that has shown that he can produce at quarterback, so, which so is the highest that's position. Also, that's also three years out of the league, too. That's true. But so, you, you still work him. They didn't say he couldn't go to the facilities and work. No, that's true. I mean, he has been working out, even yeah, though he but, hasn't been playing. But So you work him like a first string. He just doesn't you, play in the games. You said next uh, what, what, what next year? Yeah. L- look this at, year. Look at Ray Rice. Ray Rice wasn't convicted tried or convicted of anything and they ended his career yeah but he ain't ray that's true what ray rice do punch his wife on camera right yeah yeah he, he did it's domestic he did. violence it's alleged that deshaun did the stuff that he did right and there's most no, of those cases no were settled out of court <laughs> ray rice means, had proof they yeah. had that motherfucker on camera yeah <laughs> you can't he's like hey man that wasn't me <laughs> yeah okay right like you 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 decked the shit out of her bro like yeah this is she said, she said. What you what you do in a case like this and what I think the Browns are going to do, because um, it's still up in the air. Like it, it doesn't take this long to make a decision by the NFL. They're trying to find a way to maximize on the player that makes them money, right? Shit, look at Ray Lewis. They don't have proof of him murdering somebody. Oh, boy. He played. <laughs> he won two Super Bowls. Yeah. So, oh boy. They, you play, you, you work Deshaun like the number one quarterback that he is. I, I don't think that that's going to happen the way that you're saying it because you got to prepare for that game. The quarterback that's playing always works with the Yeah, but he's going to get it. You think Deshaun not going to get his reps? You think they're just going to send him? string offense while, yeah. while you got a season going on and the other guy got to be out there. Deshaun's going to get reps, bro. There's no way in the world you're going to pay that dude 230 and not give him no reps. He's not going to get not- all the reps. He's gonna get reps, but I mean, he's first gonna string get reps. Got to go to the guy that's getting ready for that game. Yeah, but he's gonna get first string reps. 
They might get a few. They're not yeah. expecting to win this year. If, if they if they know they're not going into it with who's Deshaun, the, who's the quarter who's the quarterback? Who's the, the quarterback right now for the, for the Browns? <laughs> it's Deshaun Watson. Brissett is is Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. No, he's I with. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. It's Jacoby Brissett and then Joshua Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. So they got three black quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett and um, Josh Dobbs. So. First of all, Jacoby Brissett was with the Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson, by the way. That's kind of weird. Oh, man. Uh, so he was there. He, <laughs> he about to get suspended, too. Yo, that's funny. I knew that was coming that's up. Crazy. He was there. I knew that was coming. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Deshaun about to hit him with the Kobe and Shaq. I mean, oh, I don't know why y'all not looking at Jacoby. He oh, was God. he was right next to him on the table, right next to me with the That's other chick. Hilarious. <laughs> I mean, they ought to look at Joshua Dobbs. He's a third string. He used to play for the Steelers. Are you He's... saying that he was there too? All <laughs> three of them. No, the whole quarterback there. room, the quarterback coach, everybody was in there. I promise. <laughs> I, I promise you this thing. So, with the quarterbacks at depth they got right now, this is going to be a run run heavy offense, right? He's going to get snaps at first in practice. Mm. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna get all the snaps. Like if you're giving out 25 snaps, Deshaun gets seven to eight snaps. Mm. Especially doing doing camp. Doing camp, he might get half, He might get most of those snaps doing camp mm. or half those camps. I just, it just, I just look at this whole thing as a desperation move by Cleveland, a team that's been irrelevant for so long that they just needed to. They just felt they needed to bring something in that would. They did know, that with Mayfield. That was Mayfield's thing at first, and then Mayfield oh, fizzed no, out. I think Brissett's going to be – I think he's going to be the man this year. Not like as in he's going to do He's well. going to start for sure. But I'm saying you, you're going to – like it's like keeping your pitcher warm. Like you keep the show warm. Listen, I know that's something they have to do. You don't warm that, him up for what, a whole some, season. That's something they yes, you do. <laughs> you keep him in shape. What you talking about? Keep him in well, you, don't, you don't put him in to warm him up for a season. No, you no I'm saying, <laughs> but Deshaun, Deshaun is going to be worked out like that. Like the idea that he won't be in, be ready to go the year. First, it's all hypothetical. He might play. He might play this year. We don't know. It's You're looking right. like might. likely that I he might he not play. But if he doesn't play, you're still going to keep that guy ready to go for the next year when they say, okay, he's cleared all the protocols, he can play again. You want that guy to be ready to go and to immediately affect your, your franchise. I mean, I can see that. I, I can see that. But I think also Cleveland, they're trying to get back to the playoffs. They, they might be looking at this year now and saying we're not going to the playoffs, especially now that they ain't got Baker Mayfield. But they got Ray so, Chubb. I mean, they got Chubb. Like, Chubb can yeah, – they can Chubb do it on the ring game. I don't know. They got Amari Cooper. Uh, you can't You can't win – you can't win the division and get into the playoffs strictly on a running back alone. Look at That's Christian fair. McCaffrey. Look at Barry Sanders. I mean, Emmitt Smith had Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, and Keyshawn Johnson. So they had a quarterback, he, first off. They had a quarterback. They had Troy Aikman. But if they do get a defense, though. Yeah. They got they yeah. got Gert, they got Clowney. And they got they got they got a defense, bro. You can't win games if you don't score points. You can keep the other team from scoring and be the Ravens. And just 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 win a whole bunch of overtime games. Yeah, or lose. Or, you, you have a lot of score, zero, under, zero. 10, <laughs> under ten games, like nothing but nothing but field goals. Six to three, right? <laughs> Better get a strong kicker. Pay him two hundred thirty million dollars. <laughs> Twelve to two, just one safety. Right. Oh my gosh. I, now, I'm not saying they're gonna be games I'm gonna watch. I'm not gonna watch the Browns play. Like I'm, I'm not interested in that. I, honestly. 
Are you interested in watching the Browns play if Deshaun's even playing in the first place? No. Doesn't no, make them more interesting to me. Not at all. Nah, I don't not care. Uh, I'd want to watch. I would want to check him out. With I would. They would be I in my red zone. Definitely yeah, be in a red I'm, zone. But I wouldn't I'm be watching, watching games. No, nah, I wouldn't watch. Uh, you know, no disrespect to Brissett, but I'm not interested in watching him play. Yeah, I'm good. All right, we we just have to wait and see how that plays out. Um, this whole thing went from. Mayfield to <laughs> it was yeah, we, didn't about say, Mayfield. we didn't even really say anything about ba- Baker Mayfield. What do you want to say? Now he got the keys I mean, to the Panther Stadium, so he can live he, there. I mean, he does. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's hilarious. That's you know, episode title of commercial. That's the episode title right that's there. That's hilarious. Mayfield Baker Mayfield has the keys to the Panther Stadium. Now he can live there. He's gonna. He's there gonna. Go. He's he's an improvement. Uh, uh, over Sam Darnold and uh, Cam Newton and Kyle Allen. Um, I don't know. Is it over Cam? Yeah, Cam can't play. He hasn't been able to play the last four or five years. Cam ain't really in the league no more, though, right? No, not anymore. I mean, he was last year. He played what? At Carolina. Two or three games. And then he got benched. That's such um, a. That's such a. We should, we should talk about that. All he could do last year really was run. He wasn't we should, really. Right. We should he talk about the, the demise Patriots. of Cam Newton. Like what happened? He got old. Yeah. He 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 aged. How old is he, Cam? Thirty uh, two. Thirty. That's a that's a good question. Yeah, Cam Cam lost it, man. Cam is. I think. I think it was a. It was. He's thirty three. I think it was a. Thirty three. Wow. Yeah. I think it was a combination of age. I think his head coach, Ron Rivera, and I think it was his inability to offensively match up to whatever scheme he was given. I think that he was always into this whole run first method and that he thought that he could win off of his legs because if you really look at his numbers, his passing, his passer rating was not as good as his <laughs> the, the the other ratings. Yeah, I mean, if see you, Dennis, if you're comparing him to quarterbacks that played out, you know, in age to their older years, like a, a Brady, a Manning, whatever. The thing is, Cam Newton's game was based off of not only his arm, but his legs. And then when you start to lose your legs, you lose part of your game. It's almost Mm. like you lost the dimension. Now he's a step down because the defense doesn't have to worry about his legs at the same rate they used to. And so they can play him different. You know, he becomes, you any any guy who has an arsenal, you lose half or part of that arsenal, a third, whatever you want to say his legs were to him. You lose, you start to lose that part of that arsenal. You aren't as powerful anymore. I I, I get all that. I get that. Check check out these numbers. So he was drafted in 2011. He was was offensive rookie of the year that year. 21 touchdowns, 17 picks. Following year, 19 and 12. Then 24 and 13. Wait, he won rookie of the year that year? Yeah. They won 6 and 10. Well, he was still rookie of the year. What yeah, is rookie of the year, not what, MVP? What did he run? No, not MVP. <laughs> no, what, what did he run? What, he, what, what was he running? His year. running stats. Uh, let's see. I oh, sorry, I'm not there yet. Uh, his rushing yards that year, 
706. Yeah, 706, 706 rushing yards. 14 touchdowns. Uh, and four, that's 14 what got him rookie of the year. Yeah. Okay. And that's why he he that's why he started to backtrack back to that. Um but then the year they went to the Super Bowl, the year that they won the NFC the uh, NFC conference, uh thirty five touchdowns and ten picks. That's two thousand fifteen. He Yeah, and he uh he rushed sorry, I'm trying to find his rushing yards. It um, was uh seven thirty six. Yeah, so it was slightly, slightly better than his rookie year. Slightly better than his rookie year, but then he started after that year. He started to take, he started to go backwards. He had 19 touchdowns, then 22, then 24, and then of course he got injured 2019, um, and then eight touchdowns with the, with the Patriots, and then four touchdowns with the Panthers. Yeah, it, it looks uh, like to so me the injury. I think after well, it was, we're it was, saying it, the same thing though, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, injury was, is going to yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not fighting the the. I'm just saying, like, if you look at his numbers, his numbers were comfortable for, like, the first eight years of his career. Like, he was putting up the same, around the same amount of yards. He lost a key part of his arsenal. He was, was, like, 3,000 yards. He was throwing for 3,000 yards. He lost these in the junior. That was amazing. Yeah, that's that's big. Um, But his average for throwing per catch was over 10 yards, you know, I mean, the year after after they lost the Super Bowl, his... Completion percentage went down to fifty-two point nine. It was almost sixty percent the year before, and then it jumped back up to fifty-nine point one, then sixty-seven point nine, fifty-six, sixty-five. And then he got injured. And then he got, and then he started getting injured, and he just started to take a tumble. So I think a lot of the injuries made him. I think his throwing arm wasn't the same anymore. So what he did, he started to run more, and it just wasn't working for him. That's why I was getting sacked all the time. Hmm. Because he had legs either. Right. All that. I mean, he, ran for, he ran for 600 yards with the Patriots. See, if you're a Manning or a Brady where you kind of relied on scheming and thinking, as you get older, you still can do that. But he ran as long for as your almost 600 yards with making the New England. Completion. That's what I said. He oh, yeah, ran yeah. for almost 600 yards with the Patriots. Yeah. And that's but, 12 touchdowns. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah, but that he, Cam he, could support the style of play. He only threw eight played. touchdowns that year. You know, when Cam was at the top of his game, you have to be physically. Look at, I mean, the stature. This guy was, you know, like. Uh, they called him like, a freak of nature. I remember that. Yeah. Like, so he was a big yeah. guy. His, he his, won the national championship with Auburn. His physical stature has to be, and, and his physical ability has to be able to support, support his style of play. I think that what Cam Newton did as a player is not something that a human being can do for an extended period of time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, he, his body is not – no one can do that for that long. By the I way, can, I compare him to, like – we're not, not throwing-wise, but, like, Randall Cunningham. Like, Randall Cunningham was that yeah, You yeah. can only prototype. do that for so long. Michael Vick yeah, was I mean, that by the way, prototype. His, his, Cam Newton's rookie year, he threw for over 4,000 yards. Right. That was another thing. That was the only year that he threw for 4,000, right? Yeah. He, he came close the year after with 3,800. It's just a sad case because I remember you. I mean, you. We all remember this, the 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 headlines about how they weren't protecting Cam and like Cam was getting he was getting treated like I mean, a running back. Like, <laughs> right, he was getting if, treated if, like a running back. If you don't have time to review Cam Newton's career to see just how the body progresses through that, just look at RG 3s career because his all happened yeah. in like one year. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> 
instead of several years, his just happened in one year. His was knees though. He's his he he uh, he had ankle knees. He had a, yeah, like Cam was shoulder right, like his throwing shoulder. Yeah, yeah, basically. It, it, that makes sense. Once you lose your throwing arm, like what what can you do as quarterback? Like, but Trey, you off. said Trey, you said that <laughs> those numbers that he put up like in his rookie year is something that you can't really do over. You know uh, the span of a career. I mean, you look at Drew Brees. Yeah. I mean, Drew Drew Brees had four seasons Tom Brady. throwing over five. Yeah, I'm talking yards. about with Cam Newton. I'm talking about what Cam Newton's was based on throwing, running, the threat to the throw and run. Threat. You can't oh, be threat. what Cam yeah, yeah, Newton yeah. was, but for like so Lamar long. Jackson. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Well, yeah, you. you I, I'm offended you compare Lamar Jackson to Cam Newton because Lamar Jackson is running back. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I haven't heard that in a long time. Like it's been a long Long time since Trey has said something about Lamar Jackson being uh-huh. solely a running back. <laughs> but that reminded but no, me of 2019. I mean, what I'm trying to say, a test is a testament to what Cam Newton was in his prime. He was so many things. To continue to try yeah. to be that, like is not, like how does how does this game evolve? Like when players get older, you know, uh, the Michael Jordans, the Tom Brady's, these different players, they evolved as they got older. And but I don't know how you it, Cam Newton. You have to be a freakish athlete to be Cam Newton. That's did, what did, being Cam Newton is about. Did Tom and so as your game body evolve? To, I mean, Tom, I think Tom's that he game continued has been, to get smarter as he got. Uh, yeah, his game has been get rid of the ball. Yeah, it's always been get rid of the ball. By the way, Drew Brees was in the league for 19 years. He had five seasons throwing for over 5,000 yards. That's just that's, nuts. And that's his was like, get rid of the ball insane. eventually. Tom was like, get rid of the ball and let the wide receivers do the work. Tom, uh, Drew yeah, was like, just... go long, and I'm going I'm to get it out there. And you you started to see – you didn't really start to see the decline in Drew Brees until like the last no. two years of his career. Yeah, and he no. still threw for like, what, 3,000 yards those yeah. years? Yeah, I, yeah, just, Tom, I just feel like – Tom Brady didn't really have that many – Cam's strength was built so much on his physical ability, and they attacked that. that, It was so much harder for him to maintain that level of play as his body started to take the you know the wear wear down. You know what's crazy? Tom Brady has never in his entire career never had a losing record. Even the year, yes, even the year he got injured and he only played one game, he was one and (laughs) zero. <laughs> he is Tom never Brady had never a loses. losing. He he's like Mike Tomlin. Never had a losing record. The worst record he ever had was his second year. The, uh, he was nine and seven. Uh, yeah, still, yeah that's still yeah. That's winning a lot of places. That's wild card everywhere. Yeah. All right. That's that's crazy. Let's move on to some <laughs> some music. <laughs> uh, let, what I'm looking at here don't look like music to me, but well, go for it. Uh, let's get into mm. it, man. Um, mm. Anybody want to share their thoughts on the recent verses between Ray J? It wasn't Ray J no Marion. It was um, Mario no Marion. It was Ray I J, know. Sammy. Uh, yeah, but I'm weekend. just saying they had. I'm just talking about their verses, not together. Oh, oh their yes. individual verses. Right. Well, okay. That shit was embarrassing, man. Ray I didn't J- even watch it. But. <laughs> I, I saw it. I, I watched it because of all the memes that went on about how um, uh, yeah. Mario was clowning everybody, and it's it's actually worth it to hear Mario talk shit throughout the whole thing. I mean, he was the best out of everybody. He, he was the best singer out of all of them for sure. 
Um, I did, I wasn't particularly mad at Omarion for what he was doing though, because Omarion was trying to put on a show. Um, that shit was corny, man. Eating he, a watermelon. What, what is he? Like he was what, eating out. What is he? He's corny. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, He's an ear of corn, man. They are who we thought they yeah, were. Yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to check for B2K or anything Omarion's. Really, the, the only thing that I liked that Omarion did was Touch. Touch. That was yeah. my thing. Like, I like that song. COVID. Right. It's a horrible time to joke like this, but we, anyway. We oh, still yeah. use that. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't joke about that. All right. Oh, no. But, you know, I, it was it was all corny at the end of the day. Like, who's checking for Lil Sammy? And he was the thuggish out of all of them. He was the, the most thuggish out of Like, first off, you guys are singers. Touch. Chill out. Like, you guys are singers, you know, bro. Like, man, I blame, I blame R&B, the state of R&B, on censorship. Okay. I think I, I think I might have had this really? conversation with y'all. Yes, because I think this is we've but, talked about this back in the day, back in the eighties. We all remember how R and B was just kind of corny as it, as it was. You watch the music videos and yeah. you see like the soft cinematography and girls dancing and like yeah. walking dressing. on the beach and stuff. Yeah, just kind of yeah. corny. But it was You're because a fake, baby. you had to focus on their vocal skills. You weren't focusing on the cheese on, on in their music videos. Some of them, because Keith Sweat couldn't sing, neither could I be sure. Mm, well, mm, I'll be sure, yeah, I'll be sure yeah. had the falsetto. That's what girls like. That was it. And, but, and apparently, bruh, <laughs> and then go ahead. Oh wow! <laughs> Whoa! Oh, bro, sisters. But in the late nine, in not late nineties, in the late eighties and early nineties, when hip hop was really starting to come out of the ground, and you started to hear about, uh, you started to hear about thugs, yeah. and you started to hear about uh, N.W.A. and gangster rap. Yeah. It was all about being hard. It was all about being thuggish. So Jodeci came out, and it was like, well, how come R&B singers can't be hard? So now, not only are they talking about, you know, not only are they singing well and showing that they're thuggish, but they're also trying to curse. And I just, women <laughs> just absolutely love that. They just want to see the thuggish side of these R&B singers. And now we're seeing R&B singers just taking it a step further. They're doing corny shit like eating watermelon on stage. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not, they're, it's not focused on singing anymore. It's but just, you know, here's the thing though. Focus on watermelon. Wait, here's the thing though. So you got forced <laughs> focus on watermelon. Like Chris Brown's whole career is 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 riddled with controversy about him being the bad boy, right? He's the bad boy of R&B, right? He's, Why, he beat Rihanna? Well, I mean, just because he's always in the story about something happening to him. I mean, this story with Rihanna is crazy enough as it is, but, like, he has other things going on. He's always in the, the light of negativity, which kind of few. You remember a couple of years ago when the Boondocks came out and they made that comic, um, they did a show about the character that was like Chris Brown, like, in... The whole premise of the cartoon was he had to stay in trouble to stay relevant. That's mm. how he got his fans. That yeah. was a that was a real thing that they did, a character they made based around Chris Brown. And, you know, 
That Bobby Brown. Like they, they, well, not it doesn't sound like what they did to Britney Spears, but it just no. it just sounds like it, it just kind of sounds like they ruined somebody's life so that they could enhance their career. Well, I mean, he kind of plays into it though, like Probably he, because he doesn't know how else to do it. <laughs> right? Yeah, he he plays into that, like the whole drum, like the whole being like the bad boy, and like saying even the the type of songs that he's singing is like you know. You know, he he got some songs that, that has some some questionable lyrics, and it's just it's just weird to watch. It's weird to watch R and B singers act hard. Like it is if you're, weird. If you're singing uh, in falsetto, I'm not. I'm never going to be scared of you, bro. <laughs> it's like yeah. there's nothing about you that's scary to me. Like, you know, like just except sing. for Aaron Neville. Except for Aaron Neville. <laughs> but see, the thing about Aaron Neville is... Dude got that prison, all that prison muscle. Uh, Aaron Neville is a, is a very nice guy. <laughs> like, I'm sure he is. So you watch Don't out for the nice guy because the nice guy might have a short fuse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's never... Aaron Neville's ain't out here acting hard. You just know that if you cross that dude, Aaron Neville's like 6'5", 250. Like, you but don't you know what's crazy, though? Look, you know, you a lot of like these cotton. Motown cats... Who came from Shut Detroit up, and Chicago? Where they, they were, they were they thugs. thugs. They were, but they never, they never portrayed it behind the microphone. Secondly, I'm never going to be afraid of a singer that's five foot five and 110 pounds. Oh wow! What if he got All a pistol? Of, if he got a <laughs> pistol, <laughs> it's probably not registered. I'm gonna be scared of that because he probably got the serial no, that found off of it. Yeah. I, <laughs> But as as a, as a man, nothing about that says intimidation to me. You know, like Jesse Boykins well, in the third why, is my why? homie. Jesse is about five foot six, <laughs> and he's he's volatile. He maybe not now in his, in his older age, but I remember. Well, ain't him, he from Miami? He's, he's from Miami in Jamaica in Chicago. Yeah. So he has all that in him. But the thing I said about Jesse, portray that shit in his in his songs. Though, he doesn't. He and keeps in character. He stays in his character. Exactly. And the crazy thing about Jesse is he'll fight you. Like I'm sure he yeah. about that. Like you got like one or two times to say something to him, and he's like taking off his shirt and he's ready to fight. And I'm I he can scrap. Put it like that. Why do these R&B singers feel like they got something to prove in their lyrics? Yeah, I don't get that, man. It's like these rappers who think they got a, they got, they got something to prove. Just stay in your lane. Just sing to the women. That's all you got to do. I I just wish that we could have really good R&B music. The the funny thing about the verses between Omarion and Mario is that every time Omarion performed, Mario would be like, "Hey, man, you better stop playing and sing to these women." Dude. Every time he finishes, he's like, "Hey, dog, stop playing and sing to these women before yeah. I before I I win because you out here losing, bro." I was oh, like, look, "Brandy, wow. Brandy called Ray J out though." Yeah, I saw that like, tweet. After she, she's like, "I told you to drink that tea and shut up." And then did you see? Did you did you see that duet he did with Bobby Valentino? What? And then you didn't see the the. There's a video. I saw them singing on, harmonizing on his song. He was mad yeah. about it, but I don't. Yeah, he kept saying Bobby Valentino was singing it wrong, and this nigga wasn't even singing it right. Oh, man, listen. It's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, well, y'all niggas just get it straight. Y'all can't sing together on Zoom. There's a delay. <laughs> on Zoom? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's terrible. All right, let's, let's, 
Let's move on because this is. I, I feel like wasting the time on defeated on, the purpose of the next topic. You've already think. answered that question. <laughs> oh, did I? Oh, is Chris well, Brown a new R? King Barbie? No. I, yeah, there's no way he could be. He just put out a record there that is, didn't do well. There is no King of R and B right now. And and I just want to well, say, wait, wait a minute. I, I, I want to quickly say no disrespect to our independent artist friends. There's plenty of dope independent R&B artists. Yeah, but they're they ain't the kings. T- <laughs> <laughs> they're the underground kings. Uh, Eric Robles talk- is the king of uh, un- uh, underground songs. Underground kings. But I give him that. I think yeah, this conversation okay. is mainly about the popular that. music. I, you know what? If I don't we, even if- think Eric Roberson is... I, I don't consider him like, like a very, very good R&B singer. I think he can sing, and he's a very, very good writer. But you know, I don't really put him up there as like an um, like he ain't no Luther. Well, I, I'm saying like he's the king of like underground soul music. Okay, like he's that he's that guy. I know why you're laughing, Trey. <laughs> I know why you're laughing. <laughs> so if I had to put a bid in for a, a, a king of R&B right now, I would. It would be Usher. Yeah, okay. Uh, you watch Usher's okay. last Tiny Desk performance. The nigga mm-hmm. kill. Period. And okay. he, he sounds had, like uh, the records. like MC Hammer. Oh, yeah, but he sound, the dude sounds like the records. Yeah, okay. I Actually, I will give you that. I will give like, you that. He can sing. The dude can flat out sing. He wasn't dancing. He was standing in the Tiny Desk room. He was just sitting there flat out singing, bro. You know who his arch nemesis was back in the day? Who? Seven Campbell. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. He 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 was. He was trying. out the same time as Seven Campbell. Yeah. Yes, they were. They wow. were out at the same time. And when they did came we talk come out like ninety seven? Seven Campbell came out in. No, no. no the Seven Campbell talk. came out first. Yeah, he was uh, like ninety, early nineties, like ninety two. He was early. Yeah, he was early nineties. We talking about adult Kevin Seven Campbell was like ninety seven, right? Ninety seven, ninety eight. I don't think he was an adult then. He was like a t- like seventeen, eighteen. Because didn't Tevin Campbell first sang on Quincy Jones' record as a little kid? No, I think he sang on. Um, I thought he sang on Prince's record first. No, nah, t- um, uh, tomorrow was before. Um, that was on was the, uh, Quincy Jones' yeah. record in the eighties. Okay, oh, okay. As a little kid. Yeah, then I mean, he came out with. He, um, he was a kid when he sang that. Yo, you know what I'm thinking? Of? I'm thinking Break it of down round was round. I'm thinking around. Oh, round. Right, right. Break that it was, down was like ninety eight, ninety nine, right? Or ninety seven, ninety eight. That was Prince. Yeah. So Usher was out then. Usher came out in like 89, 90, I want to say, with Think of You. And when he was signed up. Huh? That was 89? I want to say it was late 80s, Ooh. early 90s. Wait, wait, wait. Hold I don't up. think Usher came out until the mid to late 90s, bro. Really? Yeah, I think Usher came out like 95, 96. I mean, if, Dennis, if you've been living as long as John, those years don't. <laughs> 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 okay. Think of you. Think of you came out in 94. Yo, think that's of you, think funny. of you came out in 94. John yeah. is like 94, 49, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Usher, Usher's, been, Usher's been active since 93. So that makes sense. Yeah. I'm looking up Tevin Campbell's active. He got locks now? Oh, those braids. Oh, he got braids. That's gay. Oh. Well, I mean, well. <laughs> Tevin Campbell's 45? Yeah, man. Yeah, he's older than me. Usher's only 43. 
Okay, okay. So yeah, Tevin Campbell came out in '89 with Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, round and round was '90. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready was '95. So yeah, that's I'm ready was uh, had. Uh, can we talk? Um, and you know, you know why Usher had so much of a disdain against Tevin Campbell? It was because Babyface promised, "Can we talk to Usher?" Ooh. I can see that though. Yeah, he promised that. that song to Usher, and then for some reason he gave it to Tevin Campbell. Quincy Jones, probably. Maybe. Quincy Jones probably like, you know what? That song would sound better if Quincy, if if Tevin sang if it. If Tevin sang it. I mean, he Influence, murdered it. Bro. He fucking yeah, murdered he, that song. He killed it, yeah, for sure. But ever since then, Usher's been like, I'm gonna take this nigga down, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was, sounds that like was such like a lopsided life. battle. <laughs> bro, he was so hardcore in making sure that Tevin Campbell would not succeed over him. He made it a point. He was like, my next album is going to be bananas. You watch. <laughs> like, real talk, Usher it put was. out a lot of hit records, bro. Like, you when did. they were talking about Usher going against Chris Brown in the verses, I was like, that's not fair. Yeah, no. Nah. Usher, I, I probably agree with you. I think Usher's probably the king. king uh, yeah. Right now. And I, I, even, I even thought it was a disservice to try to put Justin Timberlake on the same level as Usher. When oh, they were no. doing that at one point. Hell no. Who but they were doing that? it. Remember when Usher when Timberlake was like the dancing R and B singing? He was he was the guy, and then you watch him performing, and you watch us performance. Like that nigga yeah. don't even know how to beat his feet. Well, that's now like <laughs> Timberlake looking a little rough, man. Like them years catching up, bro. Well, <laughs> like no, no sleep. So. Yeah, man. Do yourself a favor if you haven't seen it, and go watch Usher's tiny desk performance that he just put out. Now, I will say. And watching it and listening to it, he has a um, he has a drummer and a bass player that kind of remind me of the conversation we had with Breb last week about like how these white guys are doing soul music and the black guys are kind of like validating oh, it online. Lord. They oh, they boy. did some flips on the songs that were interesting, but it, it all felt like after a while I was like, mm, okay, I was listening. I was like, Usher Usher sounds dope, and the music wasn't bad. I'm not hating on the music, but it was like. Okay, these guys are flipped. But, you know, just just go check it out. I didn't we watch can... it, but um, first thing that comes to my mind is it's a tiny desk. So they're trying to figure out how to do an arrangement that fits that, you know, eh, just I go can't watch play it. loud situation. You can play loud at tiny desk. You know what's crazy? Tevin Campbell and Usher are both from Dallas. I, really? Cowboys suck. <laughs> Cowboys and zero. All right, let's yeah, move they're, on. They're both from, uh, uh, the next question, I'm gonna have to ask myself this question. <laughs> yep. I was Essence Fest. All right, uh, Essence Fest. I feel like was it was it was super cool. I, I think the best thing, the best takeaway from Essence Fest was um, the COVID? fellowship. Huh? No, COVID. COVID for sure. Uh, <laughs> the fellowship of people. I know it was out there. In the space, oh, dude. <laughs> listen, I know it was out there. You know what? You know what? You know what kind of shocked me? Because I've been in the Superdome before. Because I did Essence before, but I I've never really walked around the Superdome. And this particular time, was I Katrina had to, there? Yeah, I had to walk <laughs> up and down the steps so many times because the elevator didn't work. So you did the whole time. It it was like <laughs> the Superdome is old, bro. I thought they renovated that place. They had Katrina to. did. Katrina renovated that shit. Yeah, listen, it didn't look like it. 
No, like listen, there are still dilapidated houses in New Orleans from Katrina. Yo, that joint looked... It, it New Orleans looked, is the right. forgotten city, bro. Yeah, it didn't look like they renovated ago. a lot of that building. Um, I will say that. But, however, um, the performances that I did see um, from the side of the stage where COVID wasn't running rampant in the audience, um, Osley Brothers killed, but... Oh, wow. Osley Brothers killed because that band they got us from Chicago. Like Calvin Rogers. Oh, shit. Calvin's playing with him. Yo, Calvin was killing, bro. Yeah. Calvin did this thing with his foot that he played this role. He played this fill with his foot, and it sounded like he had a double pedal. And then the whole yeah, time. He, he's been doing that for years. Dante was like, he don't have a double pedal. He yeah. don't use a double pedal. He's like, been doing that shit for first years, off, dog. nigga, stop yelling at me. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so. By the way, you remember who Calvin used to play with, right? He's who he used to play for. Uh, you know he's from Chicago, so. Oh, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. My <laughs> mind's <laughs> telling me no. <laughs> All right. I'm so, sure you got stories. <laughs> I didn't see Janet, which was which was kind of sad. I heard Neil Long was there, but I didn't see her either. Um, which she was avoiding been, you. Yeah, yeah, she knew better. <laughs> <laughs> um, By the way, shout out to Spanky, who's uh, touring with Janet now. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see them. We we got in. Our flight got delayed because um, you know you guys have seen the stories about all the pilots that got um, their schedules jacked up. The twelve thousand pilots. So we we were on a tarmac for like an hour and a half, just waiting around to fly out. And then we got caught in the storm, and that that also happened. So um, we got to New Orleans around eleven thirty the, the night that Janet played. So by the time we got there, she was done. Could you um, imagine they get off the plane, and both Dennis and J Cole are madly searching for Neil Long. Cool, wouldn't it? Ain't he African playing ball? Yeah, he's playing ball overseas. I think I got a better shot than Jayco. He likes it. Oh wow! But then Jay again, Cole, wait, she like Jay Cole niggas. and Dennis doing a gentleman's <laughs> duel. Okay, J Cole's kind of like Odyssey. Oh lord! <laughs> All right, uh, I heard Patty Labelle shut it down. Mm. That's what I heard. I didn't see it, but I heard she was like one of the biggest. Um, not surprises, but like one of the biggest shows that they did that night. Wow. I I did see the roots with um the following acts. Um Method Man, Ghostface, and Raekwon. So Ashanti. Uh oh, baby. Little Kim. Mm. Uh The Locks. Mm. Who else played with them? I think that was it. That I saw. And out of those four acts, I bullshit you not, Little Kim was the I best I knew one. you were going to say that. Yeah. I knew like, you were going to say that. A friend of mine said she, they saw her uh, in Madison Square Garden a few months back, and she killed it. She she Now, Method Man and the the installment of Wu-Tang Clan was dope. Like, it was cool to see them on stage. But Little Kim's energy, bro, like, unmatched. Mm. Unmatched. It was it was It was... Now, now she looked now, like she a leprechaun. Looks like Chucky. I was about to say, yeah, she looks like one of them horror, horror. Villains. Yeah, but her energy was unmatched. Um, the Osley brothers were really good. Um, they had a lot of dancers on stage, but I went. So I was up in the green room, up in the lounge when New Edition went on stage. Um, but I was like, you know what? I have to go. I have to do myself a service and go see these cats perform in the room. Cause it, like watching them on the screen in the in the green room is like watching them on TV. Yeah. I'm like, 
I'm a fan. I've been a fan of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. You know, John, you John, you know, I'm I'm mm-hmm. a super fan. So like to be able to hear these songs in real life in 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 the room was a was a big thing for me. Um New Edition as a group, I think they have found their stride. If they can keep that if they can keep all six I hope together. They keep touring, man. Yeah. If they can keep all six of them together, it's something magical about seeing so all wait, six of them dudes on stage. So Tres Van, Bobby, BBD was there, and Johnny Gill? And Johnny Gill. Wow. It's Good something God. it's something super magical about seeing them dudes on stage. And the cool thing that they do is that they play off of the fact that Bobby's big now. So Bobby's not doing all the steps. They don't expect him to. So they're they half the time they're doing the steps. Did he set his ego aside? Dude, look, somebody like somebody'll go grab Bobby and pull him back in the line and he'll continue to do the steps. So it's all theatrical, you know, which is a big part of the show. Now, I will also say this. Bobby's the favorite. The fan favorite. Period. Oh, I'm sure. Bobby's I'm the sure guy. He is. Bobby got he I heard he got a TV show now. He got another TV reality show um mm-hmm. called um, he got something. He got oh, some, wow. what's it called? Uh it's yeah. not called my prerogative. It's called nah, something. There's else. something about some kind of Bobby Brown thing. Yeah. I, I heard about um, it. Um what they do in their show is that they pit Johnny against Bobby. Mm. Because they had the most hits as solo artists. So right when they play a Bobby song, they play a Johnny song. So it's like Bobby, Johnny, New Edition, BBD, Bobby, Johnny, New Edition, BBD, and then you get Ralph Chesvan's one song. It's called Every Little Step. <laughs> yeah, that's the show. It's called Every Little Step. So it was By, it was by a, the way, he hated that song. Just so I mean, y'all know. He absolutely really? hated that song. Yeah, he absolutely hated that song. It's terrible because he, he had to sing it every time he performed. Who, well, was, yeah. who, who produced that? Uh, that was um, the Babyface. Uh, I think that was Babyface. Sound like Babyface. Um, he he hated that song because he said it sounded. Oh, what song? He said it sounded like another song. What was it? Well, if it's Babyface, it's going to sound like another song. Yo, Man, I can't, Babyface, I, I can't think Babyface of what song got that was. signature format. Them songs going to sound like a Babyface song. That's true. I can't think of what song it is. Uh, I can't think of it. But anyway, so yeah, like it was. It was really cool to watch that. It was it was cool to watch them do the steps. There's a there's a part in the show where they go back to the original five members, and you know Johnny's gone, and then they start doing songs from like the '80s, and then Ooh. Bobby just leaves. He walks off stage mid song, and they like they they finish the number, and they like and then Bobby comes back out, and it's like, dude, why you leave? He was like, I don't want to do songs when y'all kick me out the group, <laughs> <laughs> and that's like that's but it's a bit in the show, like you could tell like. They worked out the theatrics. Now, I'm not going to get into all the behind-the-scenes stuff that we that I told you guys earlier about the actual tour. Just know that as a fan, it was really nice to see all six members on stage looking like they were having a good time. There aren't too many groups that we've seen in our lifetime that have the charisma and the choreography and like the pizzazz of like a new edition. We don't. We don't. Yeah. They were. They were our temptations. You know, yeah. so like to watch them all, and they all are aging fairly well. You know, like Ron DeVoe looks like Ron DeVoe from like eighties. He was doing real estate for quite a while. Still is, still okay. is. He said something about it in the show. Like I was like, that's that's impressive that you mentioned. He's like Marlon Jackson. Marlon always talking about he doing real estate. It's like, all right, cool. It's got I mean, money. shit, there's money in it. Money in it. Um, so my takeaways, you, you know, you know, uh, we're real quick. Um, I remember a story that Bobby Brown told about. Um, when he went solo and he was at the height of his career, he said that he had so much money at one point 
He would literally, if whenever he just felt like it, he would go to the dealership. He would buy a Ferrari. He would speed down the Pacific Coast Highway in it. And then whenever he had to fly out to go on tour, he would just leave the Ferrari in a parking lot. He would just leave it there. With the keys and in it? No, I mean he would take the keys, but he would just leave it. He would just leave the car there and never and never go back for it. So obviously it would get towed, but he would never go back for it. And then he would just go buy another one and do the same thing. He would just leave That's expensive silly. cars in parking lots, in random but, parking lots. Just but now with the keys, because it wasn't stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Well, he was stupid enough to buy them, and not stupid enough to leave the keys. I'm like, uh, good God. All right. So my my takeaway is that if you get a chance to go to Essence Fest. Wear a mask. Where, oh, dude, Bourbon Street was terrible, yo. <laughs> it was terrible. Like, I, I don't even understand how so many people were just moving around without masks. And realistically, all the women were dressed like they were going to be Beyonce without oh, the bodies boy. of Beyonce. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you see a lot of, like, extra. Oh, wow. All right. We there were some beautiful women in there. Okay, was some well, beautiful thanks for that. Uh... You're welcome. I'm yeah, going to stop next, talking next now. segment, please. Let's move on to John Lane Presents the Sports Thing News. Since I got shut up from SS Fest. Did it, that was, was that not a good button? That was a good button. That was, that was good. Uh, thank you, Mr. Turner. My name is John Lane, and this is the Sports and Things News. Yay. On Wednesday, July 6, 2022, and we are going to start. Uh, first story um, is about uh, New Orleans women dressing up like Beyonce without the box. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, Lord have mercy. No, we're going to start. Tuck that uh, rolling, about, baby. About a, a story that came out all the way back in March. A Wisconsin woman choked her lover to death during sex and then dismembered him. Uh, what? Police say they found his head and his quote-unquote male organ in a bucket and his legs in a crock pot. Uh, a Wisconsin woman choked her lover to death during a drug-fueled sex romp and then dismembered him. Uh, Taylor D. Shabizness, who's 24, <laughs> is charged with first-degree intentional <laughs> homicide and mutilating a corpse, as well as third-degree sexual assault. For acts, prosecutors said she did after the victim was dead. How she kill him? What was she? Was she? Was she suffocated with? Mm. Did she sit on him? Yeah, she must have that wet, wet. I don't know. Um, they're searching the wow. home. They found an upper torso wow. in the storage tote. Dried blood was also found on a nearby mattress. Uh, the mother told police she was woken by the sound of a door slamming between 2 and 3 a.m. and assumed it was her son leaving. But when she got up to check a light that had been left on downstairs, she made a very gruesome discovery. Wait, his mom found him? His mom found him. Oh, I, I'm guessing it was at her house. Yo! So they Wait. searched her minivan and they found a crock pot box containing additional human body parts, including legs. <laughs> oh my God. She took this nigga apart like a Barbie? <laughs> Basically. What? Um, according to the complaint, uh, the woman told investigators she spent the day with the victim smoking meth. And oh, after well, arriving okay. at his mom's house, they started having sex and incorporated chains. 
Authorities say that she told them she blacked out at some stage and just went crazy and started strangling him with the chain. So there you go. Oh, okay. He was face down and with she on top of him, she insisted she didn't mean to kill him. <laughs> but since she enjoyed choking him, she continued to do it. Uh, she also began coughing up blood and noticed... Uh, oh, she said that he began coughing up blood and noticed he was turning purple. But since she was already this far, she kept going. And she said, quote, if uh, she reportedly asked the detectives if they knew what it was like to love something so much that you kill it. I don't understand that quote, but um, Shah, I think it's pronounced Shah business. It's spelled Shah business. But she responded to police. Uh, uh, police were going to have fun trying to find all the organs as she dismembered the body. Oh, um. She's fucking sick. Wait. <laughs> All right, so she killed him, but why she cut him up? She was high on meth and a bunch of other drugs and drunk, and I don't know. Well, okay. That's the right. thing is, she looks like a murderer. She, <laughs> looks, she looks very gothy. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of her. She looks is very she white? Gothy. She's white, yeah. Oh, well. Um, she did meth, too? Oh, man, I know her teeth are fucked up. I don't know. I mean, she doesn't look she she doesn't look like she does meth. If you see this picture of her, Wait, she doesn't look like she send does me, meth. Send us the picture. I'm, I'm curious. Um, I'll send y'all the link. Uh, moving on. This is a very very funny story. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about the GOP GOP candidate uh, Jerome Davison, um, who I believe is running for Congress. Uh, he is embracing assault weapons saying there is a place for ar-15s in america especially when it comes to subduing members of the ku klux klan it's a, um, a political ad that came out uh and the political ad starts with a guy in a kkk uniform and he's walking towards a house and then you start to see other kkk members and they are surrounding the house. And then it shows a clip of Jerome Davis inside of his home. And he's sitting at the breakfast table with his hands folded like he's praying. And then he looks out the window and sees about, I don't know, two dozen KKK members on his lawn, all walking towards the house. And the next scene is Jerome Davis walking out of his, excuse me, Jerome Davison walking out of his house with an AR-15. And then the next scene is a Ku Klux Klan hood just floating in the water. <laughs> wow. Um, he is leaning very hard on Democrats with his hypothetical that he would need 30 rounds fired in rapid succession to protect his family. Um Here's a crazy stat about Jerome Davison. He is a former Oakland's Raider, Oakland Raiders running back. <laughs> and he's running for Congress in Arizona. He got that CTE. And he says, he suggests that Democrats are the ones inside the Klan hoods. Ooh. Wow. Uh, the ad ends with the white hood floating in a pool, like I said, in a social media post promoting the spot. Davison says, make rifles great again. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, that does Welcome sound like to America. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, you think I'm joking? I'm moving to Europe. I ain't playing. <laughs> this stuff is getting scary. <laughs> Send me to Portugal. I'm ready yeah. to go. I, I'm, land I'm of trying to CTE. I would go to Vienna in a heartbeat, bro. Oh, Belgium. It's the land, it's the, the land of letters and acronyms. CTE and AR-15s. Uh, um, the reality show Cheer starred uh, a young. Not Cheers. Not Cheers. Cheer singular. Uh, Is that the one on Netflix? I believe so. Uh, it starred a young kid named Jerry Harris, who has been sentenced to 12 years in a child pornography case. Um, oh, no. Harris was, uh, I think it is. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the one with the little, the little girls. I thought his name was Robert Yeah, it is. Ke- That's the one? Kelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Dude, come on, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, he is in. He was in court on Wednesday uh, for sentencing, uh, where a string of his friends and supporters read statements about the disgraced reality star's character. After the lengthy hearing, the judge announced the 12-year sentence. Um, <coughs> Fed source tells TMZ Harris has been ordered into eight years to pay $35,000 into AVAA Crime Victims Fund, along with court-supervised release after imprisonment. Uh, Harris was facing up to 50 years behind bars after pleading guilty to one count of receipt of child pornography and one count of traveling with the intent to engage in illicit sexual content. Federal prosecutors recommend Harris spend 15 years locked away. Um, Child star has been under investigation by the FBI dating back to 2019 and authorities claim he was soliciting sex from minors at cheer competitions and coercing teen boys to send inappropriate photos. He was arrested in September of the following year. The Netflix series even dove into his arrest during their second season. That is a story uh, out of TMZ. And the nigga black. Ooh. Double whammy. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, Eric Holder is found guilty of murdering Nipsey Hussle. A couple weeks ago, or maybe last week, a photo uh, that went viral uh, appeared. Uh, It was a picture of Holder who had some injuries to his face, including a black eye, I think a broken nose, and um, a couple of other lacerations to his face when some prison inmates uh, beat him for the murder of Nipsey Hussle. Well, today he's been found guilty of murder. The jury returned a guilty verdict in an L.A. courtroom about three weeks after the trial began. He's found guilty of first-degree murder for killing Nipsey. Uh, Holder shot two other people during the murder, and he was found guilty of two counts of attempted voluntary manslaughter, guilty of two counts of assault with a firearm, and guilty of possession of a firearm by a felon. He was found not guilty of premeditated attempted murder. The details of the brutal murder were outlined early in the trial, and Deputy District Attorney John McKinney told the jury holder kicked Nipsey in the head after filling his body full of lead, calling it proof the attack was personal. Not sure what the sentence was, but or how much he got, but finally he may found not guilty. have been sentenced yet. Yeah, yeah he all, might be sentenced. They do all that in the same day. True. Um, by the way, R. Kelly is also removed from Suicide Watch after legal drama with the feds, just so you all know. <laughs> My mind's telling me no, <laughs> yeah. dog. That's just getting really... Uh, He's going to be like 80 when he gets out, if he gets out. If he gets out, he ain't going to survive. I don't think he's going to survive this, man. This is pretty bad. Um, guests of an Airbnb uh, are suing the host of the house 
over hidden cameras saying, oh, no. you recorded us banging. A uh, spokesperson for Airbnb tells TMZ Gang the company. Banging? Oh, wow. <laughs> the company strictly prohibits Gang hidden cameras. <laughs> 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 and they immediately removed the host and the property from their network after learning about the uh, accusations. Airbnb says their law enforcement operations team is working to support local police investigating the incident. Hidden cameras in Airbnbs is a hot-button issue lately, but apparently they're nothing new, at least according to two renters who say they were illegally taped by their host. The couple is suing a host of a rental property in Maine, claiming the guy installed a secret recording device in the main bedroom of an apartment they stayed back in 2020, which they worry was rolling during hanky-panky. Um, in legal <laughs> in legal docs obtained by TMZ, uh, Kayla, <laughs> that Cristofaro and Ian Kelly say they rented a pad from a guy named Peter Madden around mid-September in Westburg, Maine, only to later learn the guy was later charged with seven counts of violating privacy using an inside device. Um, one of the devices was found in the sprinkler system that was located on the ceiling of the bedroom. See, here's my thing, though. Why would you mess up your money like that? Like, what kind of... You thought he could get away with it, probably. I, I get it, but, like... Uh, that's crazy. People are crazy, man. People are crazy. That That's that's one thing. Out of all the news that you just did, people are fucking crazy, bro. They are, they <laughs> like, are crazy. I mean, look at all these homicides happening in D.C., all these shootings in D.C., man. And we are, we're over 200 in the summer, right? It's over yeah. 200. It's yeah, crazy. it's insane. And um, finally, on sports and things news, uh, forensics experts during an examination found that Taylor Hawkins' heart weighed at least 600 grams, double the average of 300 to 350 grams, which was reported by the Daily Mail. Uh, he was found dead uh, in a hotel room at the Four Seasons Casa Medina in Bogota, Colombia, a couple months ago. In his room, multiple drugs were found, according to a report that cited Colombian authorities. Uh, Colombian authorities found marijuana, antidepressants, opioids, heroin. At least 10 different substances were found. Good Lord. Um, yeah. Uh, so he definitely fell off the wagon. Um, and uh, that's just very, very heartbreaking because, uh, uh, I mean, I guess... Dave Grohl and his family all thought that he had made a turn for the best after he had a near-death experience about 15 years prior to that. So um, the press release confirming 10 substances found uh, by the Colombian authorities, uh, the official release does not say overdose, though. The investigation continues. Uh which was written by uh, one of the Colombian authorities uh, named Velez. So uh, he died of a cardiovascular collapse, um, which was cited by the Colombian news magazine Semana. I'm John Lane. That's a sports and thanks, Ness. Thanks, John. Um, that, yeah, that's that's sad. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? And I got I got one more bit of sad. I'm going to a funeral tomorrow. You guys, did you guys know Shelley Barnes? What? No. Yes. What? Shelly passed away last week. What? Who's Shelly Barnes? She was a. She was. She was. She sang background for uh, Green Tea Tequila. Scott, I don't know if you. What? Back in the day. Green Tea. Yeah, she's the same background. For, 
Yeah, Shelly Shelly had a bout with cancer. Um, I knew about that. Wow, and then she, I, I believe she went into remission, and I got word that um, she went in on Monday, and then she passed away on Thursday. Mm. So but her, the, her but funeral was tomorrow. Was several years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't really go into like detail. I, I, I talked to one of her best friends because um, they hit me on um, on Twitter. Oh, it was like, yeah, I don't know if you know, but you know, Shelly passed away um, oh, this past. This was this was like two weeks ago now. Um, so rest in peace to Shelly Barnes. Man. She was a really very very sweet. She yeah, was a she nice was, person, and man. she was. This was year. She's going to turn forty this year. So she, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man! Sorry to hear that. I don't yeah, think I was, knew her. God. Um, but let's not end on a because she was she was a she was like a ray of sunshine. So let's let's end on a good note, you know, like in honor of her. Uh, let's with uh, sports and things uh, artist of the week. Trey, you can go first. Um, my artist of the week uh, is uh, Quincy Jones because he's the goat. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, what is he's he the goat? I was listening to a. Uh, what has he ever uh, done for music? The Duke. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to, to tell a, you Listen, wait A Pharrell uh, uh, um, Apple Music show Where they, they interviewed Quincy for a minute And uh, it's just like There was just so many gems And so much wisdom, man It, it just, it was I haven't finished listening to it yet It's That's like fair. two hours long I actually, I actually <laughs> own four Quincy Jones books Like I have four books Oh, he's got a new one I got it. Uh, the, the, yeah, 12, yeah. the twelve, so step one? the twelve, the twelve, yeah, the twelve, the 12 notes, notes. I, I have twelve it. notes, yeah, yeah on it. life and creativity. So yeah. uh, it's not like yeah. a read-through book. It's like you just go through it and pick the spots. But I have, I have that one. I have the autobiography. I have the coffee table book, which has like the original score from We Are the World, and wow. I have the Doonesbury comic strip book that they did for We Are the World. That Quincy's in. That all that being said. When we when we had to do Odyssey and Good Company had to do the Quincy Jones tribute. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> when they sent us the song list of songs we could pick through to play for the performance, uh, we had a little bit of a time trying to f- figure out what we were going to actually use. That event was poorly done, man. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was. It was poorly done. It was I mean, a great idea, thinking? poorly executed. Yeah, what were they thinking? And it was it was poorly managed too. Very. I mean, that was just like it, it was so lackluster. <laughs> Especially since we spent all day in New York doing it. Well, we did the thing right. TikTok as well, which we still haven't seen yet. Oh yeah, that's true. They even sent me the, the audio or the video for it. Anyway, that's because Rolling Stone did it. <laughs> that's funny. We won't see that until <laughs> 2028. Um, I actually got the the footage from that though. Oh, good. I ain't send it to you. Nah. Me, me, and Lawrence chopped it up and edited. it. Oh no, I don't have. I don't have. Yeah, I, wasn't, I got the. I, I got the that. audio with the video. We we got all of it. I'll send it to you. Okay. It actually came out. It came out pretty. I had somebody else do the do the audio, so it came okay. out pretty decent. All right. Um, John, go ahead with your artist. No, and that's no slight to Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones is a. Is a he's, <laughs> he's he's amazing. Like he's one of the greatest. So that's that's just leave it at that. Um, go ahead with your artist of the week, John. So I'm going to go local. Uh, I met a very, very incredible vocalist last, no, a couple of weekends ago. She sat in with us in the wedding band uh, with Broadstown. Her name is uh, Talia Falcon. 
Uh, she's a very young vocalist out of uh, my native of Falls Church, Virginia. Uh, she is Greek and Cuban, and uh, she is a phenomenal singer. She is currently working with a, a pretty well-known music producer. I say well-known, but I've never heard of him. But apparently this guy's worked with Chris Brown, and he's worked with uh, Mario and a couple of other R&B artists. And the strange thing about it is that she doesn't have any albums out. She has, like, almost two dozen singles. So questioning her management like what is your management <laughs> doing with you to only release 20 singles so anyway uh she's a phenomenal singer um and she's very very big on social media uh, she does a lot of uh creative content on tiktok and on instagram so give her a listen give her a follow it's t-h-a-l-i-a falcon talia falcon is my artist of the week Dope. um and my artist of the week is going to be somebody that we talked about a little earlier Usher, I I think you should go check him out. And you know, Usher's doing this thing now where he has a residency at in Las Vegas, but he's on skates half the time. Huh? Dude, yo, old boy can skate, man. Like that's his thing now. Like he posts his. Go look at his Instagram. He's at a skating ring. He just opened a skating ring in um in um Times Square. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they're doing him and uh him and Swiss Beats, I think. I saw okay. them on it. They were talking about like a, a it's a they got a skate park somewhere down in Manhattan, and they opened up a um a, like a skating park for like people who skate, not like skateboards, but like people who actually skate. Um, yeah, like roller skating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My 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 cousin, my young my younger cousin is super into roller skating now in Montreal. So it's it's really becoming a thing again. I I, I want to learn how to skate. I just don't want to fall. <laughs> Well, yeah, like, yeah, I don't, don't want to. My, my my wife is used to be a figure skater, so whenever we go ice skating, she embarrasses the shit out of me. That's she does like triple sow cows, and I'm sitting there using like the walker on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, let's move on to the others: documentaries, books, movies, TV shows of the week. Trey, since you're checking, whatever you're checking, go ahead. I'm still uh, watching Queen of the South. Well, I would be watching Queen of the South, but we're still here. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, but Jesus. I'm watching <laughs> that's hilarious. Queen, Queen of the South. Uh, but um, so that's a, a documentary about, not a documentary, good Lord. It's a TV show uh, about a, uh, a lady who took over the drug game. Sure. So, Like yeah. weeds. Get out of here. <laughs> these shows don't have any sense of realism because the women got to be way more cutthroat than the men, and these women are like sweet, especially we. Nah, weeds was whack. They were sweet on this one. I'm speaking specifically about weeds. Weeds was whack because that lady should have died a long time ago on that show. Like, there's no way you can be a mom from like middle, like the suburbs, and these drug dealers gonna keep giving you a pass and you fucking up their money. <laughs> it must anyway. be Dan Snyder. <laughs> Go ahead, John. You got a dance my Snyder sweatshirt. <laughs> I do have a dance. Steely Dan Snyder. Look, you can't, you can't see. He censored. That's <laughs> hilarious. Steely Dan Snyder. <laughs> Need to censor his mouth. <laughs> Ooh, wow. He ain't gonna talk. He ain't gonna say shit. So no, his, he doesn't his, say anything. Doesn't say his, anything. His checkbook. Get up. Um. My documentary of the week is the John Wayne Gacy tapes. 
uh, which mm. we tried to watch it at Ralph's house that that night we were going up to New York, but I fell asleep. So did I. Um, so I started watching it, and after the first episode, it's literally like, what the fuck? And this shit happened in the 70s. So if you don't know who John Wayne Gacy is, he is a serial killer who uh, had an infatuation for homosexuals. And that's all I'm just going to say. It's a what the fuck yeah. moment. Yeah. I, it's a what the fuck moment. I watched, I, I I did watch, again, when we got back, I did watch the first episode and I was like, the way that yeah. he set people up was weird, yeah, yo. Yeah, that's it was, what it was. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh my God. He thought he was untouchable because he knew everybody. He was in the construction, but he yeah. could buy the police, he could buy judges, he could buy anybody that he wanted so he wouldn't get in trouble. Yeah, and he, he was like, he was he was manic about how he pressed dudes out for that. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's a dope one. Uh, I'm gonna have to finish that one. I I just I just didn't, but I, I definitely will finish that one. Um, my my show of the week is one that um, the now uh, Jay Hill Jay Hill's ghost told us about a couple years ago. <laughs> it's called uh, Carly Quinn. Uh, it's on HBO Max. They're on season two. And it kind of, it's a cartoon. And the whole premise of the cartoon is Harley Quinn is being told by Poison Ivy that the Joker doesn't love her. Like, she's like, she's head of a hill about the Joker. And she's like, yo, the Joker don't love you, man. He keeps setting you up. He keeps trying to kill you. And then she goes and she realizes it for herself. And then she kills the Joker. And then she she Mm. goes on on the quest to kill all the bad guys. Because she was like, I don't want to be locked down by anybody. And then her and Poison Ivy hook up. It gets weird. <laughs> wow! It's like uh, you. Were, it used to be a cartoon on um, on Adult Swim that had a bunch of superheroes on it that were like all kind of jacked up. You remember that? No, I forgot what it was called. But this, it was a, it was a Superman character. It kind of like it was kind of like the boys, but the cartoon. Hmm. Um, and the main character was like a Superman type character, but he was really jacked up in the head, and they had like a uh, a couple of. Like, weird animals like that were like it, it was and they, they li- matter of fact they all lived it was like the real world they all lived in the house oh and it was I like vaguely remember yeah this. and they would like talk to the camera and like go do their confessionals and it was like all these superheroes that were like all fucked up and living in the house this cartoon is kind of like that because they curse all the time and um was it was it uh, <laughs> was it minor minority minority team Something that, like that. Wasn't that it? Something like that. But it was on Adult Swim. I remember that. And uh, this oh, cartoon is kind of like that. Like, um, th- but she has like um, King Shark and uh, Clayface. <laughs> and it's like, they're wow. all like, like Clayface is like a thespian, basically. So he can turn into anybody. So he's all about creating characters and becoming like this thespian. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And it's down season two. And they don't pull punches on the blood and guts that they show and all that stuff. It's it's pretty pretty grotesque um, for a cartoon. Um, they talk wow. about fucking a lot. Wow. <laughs> so it's it's pretty interesting. If you get a chance to go watch that, go watch that cartoon. Don't watch it with your kids though. Your kids can't watch that. It's not, <laughs> it's not one of those shows. Um, anybody want to take Jay's since he won't be back for another six weeks or six to um, eight weeks? <laughs> Actually, I will. Uh, one thing that I've been infatuated, <laughs> one thing that I've been infatuated with lately is uh, up, upgrading my house here because, um, you know, obviously in like ten years we're thinking about 
selling and getting a bigger house. Sure. And so I've been uh, binge watching episodes of Architectural Digest uh, Homes by Celebrities, which is like another version of Cribs. So I saw the episode with Devin Booker, the episode with Swizz and Alicia Keys, uh, the home of Serena Williams, and they're all obviously very extravagant homes. The most extravagant home that I saw was the one that used to be owned by Aaron Spelling, which is in L.A., and it goes for $165 million. It's on 56,000 square feet of land. What? It is insane. Like, I'm not going to even tell you what's in it. You just got to go watch it. It's on YouTube. Just type in Architectural Digest Aaron Spelling Home and that, and just watch that shit. It's like 10 minutes long. So that's my other of the week. All right. I'll check it out because I'm, I'm interested in that stuff too. Yeah. It's, it's always interesting to go into like people's builds and what they actually put into their homes. Yeah. Like, unless unless it's Kanye's and he just has like empty igloos. Isn't he in the stadium too? Oh, he was at one point because yeah. he was doing his uh he was doing his shows there. Right. I don't think he's there now. Um anybody <laughs> get those those slippers? Which one? His. Oh, no, fuck no. I heard they were mad comfortable. Look like something Trey would get. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> See, it's how you know you're not listening. Nah, <laughs> them shits is ugly as shit, man. They're uglier than crap. I didn't like the way they look, but I heard they were super comfortable. No, thank you. Them Trey, you have to give us a review on your slippers. <laughs> yeah, you got to give us a review next week, man. No, they come with a, they come with an Apple Mac. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna get them. I think yeah. most people will buy an ugly uh, pair of slippers for a Mac. Well, to get the free Mac? Yeah. I, don't, I ain't say free Mac. I said it come with the Mac. I ain't say free. Uh-oh. <laughs> Read the fine print, nigga. I ain't say free. <laughs> uh, well, then what's the point? Well, you know, you tight with your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop before we go into a laughing fit about Trey again. Oh, I was about to say that. I was about to say it before a flute player starts jumping oh. on his back playing fucking police. <laughs> Hey man, wait a minute. <laughs> All right, this has been. Jay Hill's not here. <laughs> you unsafe, motherfucker. <laughs> um, this my man from the league. He's like forever unclean. <laughs> Crazy thing is, I wasn't the one that had a guy named Tom giving me a massage. Now, whoa. Oh, that's true. <laughs> wasn't man, me. fuck you. <laughs> man, <laughs> I told you that shit in confidence. That's, that's true. Oh, 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 sorry. I was, it was on the podcast. I know. I told you that shit in confidence on the podcast, man. Shut up. Both listeners heard it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Both listeners. <laughs> on that note, we want to thank our sponsors who uh, don't listen to the show. You. <laughs> 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 Belly Up Sports, Unhinged Sports Network, Eating Radio. Uh, uh, get well soon, J Hill. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, we, we want you to reach. We reach you a speed. Please Jay come off to this should reserve. You know how you know what's going to be the tell if Jay says something in the group chat about how we we said get well soon. I'm looking out for yeah. that. That's how we know if he listens to the uh, show. He's now. just been sharing Bleacher Report breaking news. That's all he does. Did you see that score that the Yankees put up? No, I did. Sixteen zip. Good God, who are they playing? The Nats? Oh. <laughs> Golly. Good Lord. 
Oh, they beat the Pirates. Yeah, I believe that. Pirates suck. Yeah. 16 to nothing. Get gracious. Sounds like a football score. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. Um, this is uh, this has been a great show. We, we've had a good time doing the show tonight. Um, Sans, Jay Hill, we just wish him a speedy recovery. We'll be back next week. And until then, stay safe. COVID has a variant called Delta Crom. Watch out for that <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's mutating now. Watch out. It is... Like I'm pretty sure people had it in New Orleans when I was down there. I was masked up the entire time I was there. Oh, actually, there's some footage of me without a mask, but I was on a go kart, so it doesn't make. <laughs> I was on a golf cart. I was going to the stage. So go kart. I like yeah. go kart better. Yeah, go kart's better. Um, but make sure you stay masked up. Uh, with all the things you can do, so much outside nowadays. Like you can just go outside. It's like it's summertime. It's hot. You can though. still catch COVID outside. I'm That's true. You what the swim team over here in my neighborhood? Like all the kids were gathered around after a swim meet, and about half of them caught COVID. Jeez Louise! Messing around in that water. Yeah. All <laughs> in the water. Well, listen. Chlorine ain't be, gonna save you. Just be <laughs> safe. If you can be safe, be as safe as you can. Make sure that you're. Um, you know what? Yeah, just be safe, please. Like, we don't want anybody to get sick or sicker from COVID or anything yeah. else. Numbers so. are rising again. Yeah. Um, and on that note, uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. And until then, we'll see you. Peace. Free my COVID, J. Hill. <laughs> HIPAA has been violated. Talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams are losing. So here we go Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos, podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things from rookies who bought the vets who about to get more rings, plus more things like a jam session or something. Then we beefing because our favorite team, John like slumming, John like pumping over podcasts and every every O, you want more than that whole hum, so here we go, yeah, we go from bars to beats, the podcast or Astro Turf with balls and cleats, like that jaw, talking sports and things, talking sports and things, priest and nomad, talking sports and things, we're talking sports and things, Dean Turner, John Lane, talking sports and things, baby, we're talking sports and things, Trey Illy, Jake Hill, talking sports and things, talking sports and things, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.